So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshall's. Marshalls. Hey, guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Rosie's Corner, Empower Federal Credit Union, Stanley Law Offices, and Bryant and Stratton College. Log on to bscbobcats.com for the athletic schedules, team information, and more. Two great locations in Central New York, James Street and Liverpool for Bryant and Stratton College. Classes are always starting. And oh, by the way, men's and women's basketball are coming up. So be on the lookout for those schedules. Uh, follow the Bob- Bobcats online, of course, until fans can come into the building. And uh, you can go and find out everything that you want to know from an education standpoint at bryantstratton.edu for every and in life. Bryant and Stratton College. You can download and subscribe to this podcast. Five-star reviews and feedback are also welcome all over the major platforms like Stitcher, Deezer, Google, Apple, and Spotify. The ML Sports Platter. Be on the lookout for my ML Sports takes and 9-Minute with Mike Lindsley videos as well. All over TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and IGTV. Can't wait to talk football with this guy, the former NFL player personnel man. Now doing a terrific go-long podcast with the great Tyler Dunn. It's Jim Monas. Jim, welcome aboard, man. Great to have you. How are you? Mike, thanks for having me. This is great. I'm glad you reached out. No doubt. So before we dive into Super Bowl 55 and what's next for the Bills and the Packers and a little Mahomes, a little Brady, um, for my listeners who may not know you, where you come from, etc., give them your background in football. Yeah, I can do it pretty quick. I worked in the NFL for 17 years, um, mostly as an area scout, and the last four years I was director of player personnel for the Buffalo Bills from 13 to 17. And um, was part of the you know the staff that hired Sean. It was Doug Whaley, myself, and the Pagulas. Hired McDermott. He wanted to bring in Brandon Bean, and that's his right. And Pagulas supported that. So unemployed now. So now I'm into this podcast world, trying to figure things out, and uh, but still following football and really happy to see the Bills going well. Yeah, no doubt. I love to listen to you and Tyler. Obviously, I just got done as we record. I just got done with the Dante Whitner pod. That was a fantastic. Uh, podcast, and he's obviously got a, a great career going in media as well. Super Bowl 55, who wins and why? Well, for me, I, I, I said I learned my lesson. I'm not going against Patrick Mahomes anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I, I thought the Bills had a chance. I really did. Um, I don't know how you felt about that, but I didn't like anything about the gap that I saw in talent in that game, and I thought it was less than that, but it really clearly shows the Chiefs are just – I said on the pod the other night, the Chiefs could turn into Alabama and Clemson as far as it's just they're that dominant right now. And I don't I I just don't see how Tampa I didn't think Tampa should have beat New Orleans. I I didn't think Tampa should have beat Green Bay the way they played. I mean, to throw basically Brady through four, I mean, three picks and then the one drop before the half. Brady kept them in. He kept Green Bay in the game. And I just think Brady's going to have to. I mean, Frank to be doing what he's doing is remarkable. All that being said, but they're going to have to play better to beat the Chiefs. There's no doubt. In the gap in talent is one thing. 
I think there's a drastic gap in coaching and 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 situational football. Jim, you know how this goes. In the moment in the playoffs, making the right moves, taking the chances, swinging at the Chiefs when you're the underdog and you have to get touchdowns instead of field goals, different formations. Leslie Frazier continuing to sit in the same exact zone and giving Tyree Kill the yards underneath, giving Travis Kelsey the yards underneath. How much of a gap in coaching do you think there is between the two teams? You know, I think the way that the Bills are structured and everything is correct. And I think they're running an incredible program under Sean. But that game was disappointing. And, you know, we said that on the pod. I'm sure you've talked about it as well. It's disappointing to think, hey, here's your shot. Go for it. Yep. Field, goals, field goals don't really need to enter your mind when you're playing the Chiefs. Just like playing Alabama or Clemson. What, what's three points going to do for you? <laughs> and to, and I'll, I'll never understand that, that philosophy of, well, you know, we just needed to get some points. That doesn't even make sense. You're wasting you're just wasting everybody's time, to be honest. It's go after it. And and that's I think that's what disappointed us so much. Because um, Sean does go after it, and he has been an aggressive coach. And it, it felt good last night when we had Dante Whitner on the pod. He agreed with us. And it's good that, you know, it's always nice to hear other people, especially guys that played, they want to they want to be the reason they lose. They don't want the coaches to take them out of the game. So in that game when the Bills got the fumble <clears throat> off the punt return, Hardman muffs the, the kick and they get it, you know, at the one or whatever and they score. <clears throat> Tyler Bass misses the extra point. At that moment I started to get the shakes. Cuz I'm like, you know what? Son of a bitch. He's the, gonna scare, right? The, He's yep, to use yep, them. yep, yep. The Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs last year, double digit comebacks against the Texans, the Titans, the Niners in the Super Bowl, the fourth down converted from Mahomes to Sammy. Uh this year they looked bored, I thought, in at least maybe eight to ten games. I mean, well over probably over half the schedule, I would say. You know, probably ten games. And against the Bills are down nine nothing, and I'm like those bastards are going to roll right now. They're going to roll. And this is exactly where they want to be. And by the way, the extra point miss, Jim, gave McDermott, I thought, an extra opportunity to say we should go for it because you get the field goal, you're still down two possessions. <laughs> you're down 21-12. I was on the fence, you know, I was on the fence at the moment he kicked the field goal because for the time being, they had to stop the bleeding which they did with the long drive, but Casey was getting the ball back. And then I completely turned, and I was like, screw that. They should have gone for it every time. But at the extra point missed spot, where was your mind? No, to me, okay, he misses the extra point, and that's your chance. And, and I, I'm with you on this, where Sean can say, hey, to the kicker, and Bass, hey, hey, this is a game where field goals, we might not need you until the end of the game if it's to win it, mm -hmm. but we're going to need to score points. Hey, shake that off. We're going to need you. And then quietly, you tell your coaches in the headset, we're not kicking field goals. I mean, it's it's that simple. And But you give him the confidence that, hey, we might need you at the end of the game. But, but set it from the start and set it that, hey, we're going to be aggressive. we got to score points to beat this team. I, I just, yeah, I mean, they had to go for it more. There's no question about it. Uh, Jim Monis with us here, the longtime scout player, personnel, uh, personnel man for the NFL, and, and now doing a great job on the Go Long podcast with Tyler Dunn. Make sure... You download and subscribe. They get great guests, five-star reviews, and feedback on that one as well. Uh, what is next for the Bills from a cap standpoint, player, who you keep, who you cut? 
Uh, just go wherever you want with this one. I, I have my own um, my own thoughts on it and, and where they need to stay consistent, uh, O-line being one. I think they need a corner opposite Trey White. I think they've got to fix a tight end position, maybe figure out some depth in the running game. Um, where do you go with this roster? How, how do you how do you move and shake here? Because they're getting into danger zone. This is a two to four year window to win a championship, and you have to pay Allen soon. You got to pay a lot of guys here, Jim. Where do you go with this roster? Well, I think that's the, the big question of this whole. You know, this is we talked about this the other night too. As far as you know, you have this great season, and, and now when you lose in the NFC or the AFC Championship, now you sit back and now you're looking at your roster, and it's like. Okay, this guy's not good enough. He's not good enough. We got to pay this guy. We got to pay this guy. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing right now is getting that together. I saw Brandon Dean mentioned that hey, we're, you know, he's waiting to see the cap number and all to see how far under they are. But bottom line is they're going to have to pay Josh, like you mentioned, and that's going to cause issues. Now for me, I I'm all about. I thought the number one need is go get a tight end. I think tight ends are the the most valuable position going in football right now and need to be valued in the top 10, 15 of the draft. And we used to have a saying, hey, you can get a tight end later in the draft, second round. I think you got to get rid of that. Once you have the quarterback in place, get him a weapon, and the tight end is the ultimate. And if you find that, it's a complete mismatch for any team. I don't care who you are as a defense. A safety can't cover a great tight end. A linebacker can't. A corner can't. It's just a mismatch. So I think the Bills' number one need is go get a stud tight end and then help Josh out. Not only that, but in offenses like the Chiefs and like the Bills, the tight end is so versatile and so important because whatever defense they throw at you, it's security blanket time. If they throw man-to-man across the board, nobody can cover him, like you said. And while I realize that not many are, are Travis Kelsey, I mean, that guy... There's Travis Kelsey and then everybody else in, in the yeah, league. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. There's no question. That guy's going straight to the Hall of Fame, there's no doubt. <laughs> but the reality of it is, in the Bills offense, which is similar to the Chiefs, even with the gap in talent and players we've talked about, from Mahomes to, to Allen to Kelsey to all the tight ends, and that, that's a huge gap. Uh, a little bit of a gap, maybe even from Hill to Diggs, let's be honest. Um, the, the tight end can be such a huge part of it and a security blanket. No, by the way, we were taught about the slot receiver by the New England Patriots that was created by Mr. Defense Bill Belichick, creating the slot, Wes Welker, Amendola, Edelman. Well, he also taught us the tight end, right? Didn't he teach us the importance of the tight end, Gronk and Hernandez here, Jim? I mean, why don't people talk about that now with, hey, look at what the tight end and KC is doing, what the tight end can do for you. Hello, the Patriots did that as well during their 20-year stretch. I was lucky enough when I was in New Orleans and Sean Payton was a tight end monster, like all about it. And, you know, we signed Jeremy Shockey, then we drafted Jimmy Graham. Yeah. And, and, and he was, you know, he realized the value of a tight end back then. And it's now it's come to the forefront where it's, and you're right, the slot, the Bills have done a nice job of, they, they, and we talked about this too, they're now in the position where they're going to be battling, they're trying to beat the Chiefs. Like, don't need to worry about the regular season anymore. You're a playoff team. Now we got to beat the Chiefs. How are we going to get better to beat them? And it starts, I think, with the tight end. You got to give. You got to outscore these guys. Okay, so you just brought up an interesting one because <clears throat> I heard you guys talking about this, and I think Doug Whaley was in, in in on this too. Is you know the regular season boring for the Bills, and you know now they're a playoff team. And okay, I, I I respectfully disagree in a, in a little bit of a way, and I'll tell you why. 
because I I do agree that the Bills have gone from you know breaking the drought to making the playoffs three and four years to one win away from the Super Bowl, and now you go chase the team, that team, Mahomes and Reed and Brett Veach and the dynasty. I get that part, but they still got to go out there and not have a letdown next year. Now, fans will say, because they're crazy anyways, they win 11 games and win a division. Whoa, they let, let down, let, right? Because it's it's less wins. That's only natural for a psycho fan base to do that. I think they're going to have a letdown. I think 9-7. and seven. I think 10-6. and six. I think 11-5 and five even is realistic, and they'll win the division, sure, and then go into the playoffs and, and take your chances. I think they really need, though, a 12-4, and 13-3 and three year in the next couple of years to win the division, get the home field, and make the run to the Super Bowl. In the regular season, winning the games and all that, I guess my question is this. With the point that the Bills, you know, the playoffs are boring, blah, 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 they're a playoff team now. In the regular season, game to game to game, you still got to win. You still got to do that week-to-week thing. You still got to do the, you know, football cliche, every game, the next game matters. How do the Bills stay the part, at least in that world, regular season, you know, keeping it up to the uh, up to the ceiling from an effort and focus standpoint? How do you come off of this year and make next year, right from the first kick, just as important? You're completely right, and and I, maybe I'm coming across the wrong way when I say the regular season doesn't matter because it does, and I'm not saying that. What I'm, I guess, what my point was, you don't need to be devastated anymore. Where in the week two, if you lose, it's okay. Where it used to be, every every game mattered so much because you were you were only an eight and eight, nine and seven type. Right, they're team. gone by week six. Let's say, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, and, and yeah. so to your point, yes, the regular season is important. You want home field. You have to shoot for all that, and that's where the Bills. And but but I like what Sean said in his. I mean, Sean, I know Sean well enough to know that this season is erased in his mind probably already. Hmm. And it's time, and, and he will not stop. His focus always remains the same, and, and and those guys will see that, and they'll feed off his. Hey, we need to get better. We need to get better, and we need to start game one next year. And and they'll do that. They won't take the regular season lightly. I think they built enough of a high character, tough team, and I don't see them letting down. And to your point, if they go eight and eight, nine and seven, I don't think it's because they're letting down. It may be that they're that maybe we overvalued them. Maybe we overvalue Josh. Maybe he has a setback. But to me, they're built to they're built to win. I think they're built to win that division again. But it's not easy. And you're you're correct. You got to come strong in the regular season. So, the natural thing for fans and for McDermott, you know, we'll be back. This is just the beginning. Okay, it might be. And there's been sounds in Western New York. People, wow, this feels like 1988. Wow, this feels like the 90s again. Oh, okay. With that being said, next year is not guaranteed. The reset button has to be hit. You have to play with a cap. You've got the Milano problem. You have to pay Josh Allen. All those things we've talked about. How, I guess, the last thing on the bills is, how right now open do you think is the window? Is it three to five years? Is it two to four? Is it is it four to six, but one of those years was this past year? How open is the window to get to the top of the mountain? We talk about the window all the time. I, when I was with the Philadelphia Eagles, we had our window. Got to the Super Bowl, didn't win it. In New Orleans, we had our window. Talked about it with Whitner last night when, when they knocked us out in that playoff game and do that. I thought the Saints. I thought we were going to win another one that year. Like that's so did I. Was yeah. yeah. So yeah. our window was you know, and, mm-hmm. and you're right about that. You have to be able to see it start and shut. For the Bills, the good news is it's just opening, 
and it's because of Josh. And as long as he keeps playing, you know, playing at the level he's playing at, they're going to be relevant every year. I'm, I'm all a believer in quarterbacks. And I always know Sean, I know Sean will always have the defense right. So I had Mark to share on my podcast show months ago, and I asked him, I, I asked him if there's a real thing being in a clubhouse or a locker room when you go to a team and you're walking around and Jeter walks in and Rivera walks in or in hockey and Crosby's there, Gretzky's there, football now, you know, Brady, obviously Peyton Manning, those kind of players. You've been in the NFL a long time. You know, a lot of people you've been around elite players, hall of famers. Mark Teixeira admitted to me when I had asked him, you know, when you lose, do you dread staring those guys in the face because you don't want to let those guys down because they are such winners and they demand such greatness? And he said, it is absolutely true. Does that exist in football? It exists in football with the right quarterback. Okay. And I've said it, it's so, and, and your point, and, and I love it, with that Teixeira said that these guys do not want to let their quarterback down. So it's, Brady, it's so Manning, Breeze, those no guys. Doubt. Okay. No doubt. It's exactly what's going on in Tampa right now. Okay. They're gonna they are fighting like crazy because they know Brady gives them they know how hard he works. Same mm. with Josh. Luis I saw it in New Orleans with Breeze. I saw it in Philly with McNabb, where, hey, we got the right guy at quarterback. Now it's up to us to get us over the top and they fight like crazy to get that quarterback to the Super Bowl. You know, McNabb, it's funny. Um <laughs> I, I'm such a I'm such a huge I'm such a huge McNabb guy. Um, you know, living his in Central. It's taken a little bit of a turn for him here in his post football career. I thought he was going to have a really good media career. And Me too. He, yeah, I and mean, you know, I know he's gotten in some trouble, and it's a little been a little bit disappointing for me because Donovan was such a you know such a good personality. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. And I've interviewed him, and he's probably. I mean, I'd have to split hairs along the way, but he's probably my favorite college football player of all time. I mean, I've lived the majority of my life in Central New York. Uh, I was a senior in college, late late high school, early Bonaventure years, um, when McNabb and Syracuse was just killing it. You know, late '90s, went to the Orange Bowl, uh, won the Big East that '66 13 game at the Dome when they beat Miami. Um, you know, he wins at Michigan. I mean, it was just a time. Uh, let me tell you, McNabb, when he was in, at Syracuse. Do you think McNabb, though, I mean, I don't know. I think this guy gets kind of a bad rap with his career. You know, Rodgers is late. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's Rodgers only has one NFC win. It's like, oh, he's the same as McNabb. It's like, okay, but Rodgers still has a ring. Let's not forget that Aaron Rodgers has a ring, number one. Number two, while well, you lump McNabb into the situation, are we forgetting that, you know, at times that McNabb also maybe – didn't have the additional weapon and and also like sometimes you play in the era right you play in the era of Brady you play in the era of Roger Federer and Adal Djokovic you play in the era of the 80s 49ers Jim you can be really really good for like eight ten years and not win because look at the other side they're just better and that's I'm looking at like McNabb and the Eagles and I'm bringing this into the conversation too because we just talked about the Chiefs and their juggernaut Maybe it was a little bit of that with the McNabb era. How do you view his career? I I always I always am amazed when people don't recognize him as one of the greatest. Like I don't know if people need to look back on him and really study what he did in Philadelphia. It was incredible what he was doing. His numbers were incredible. His playmaking was incredible. He was Andy. I mean, these guys all tell you he's the reason you know that the success came in Philly. 
And and for people not to recognize that is insane to me. And, and you're right; it always goes back to how many Super Bowls, and that's always that you know the old argument with Barkley. Oh, it's absurd. All the basketball play, yeah. right? Right. And it's I think absurd. to your point, they, they run into a they run into a juggernaut, and that's what the Bills might run into with Kansas City and Philly. When I was there, we, we had chances in NFC championships to get to the Super Bowl, and, and shit, when they did, they played the Patriots mm-hmm. and they had them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they had their chance, but. But to say McNabb isn't one of the, I don't know. I don't know how people don't recognize him as one of the, one of the great quarterbacks. No doubt. Longtime player personnel and scout NFL. And, of course, go long pod with Tyler Dunn. It's Jim Monas with us here on the uh, ML Sports Platter at uh, M-O-N-O-S 42. How many people uh, screw up your name, right? Because we were doing the phonetics. So, is, <laughs> it, you know, do, they, do you get Monas, Monas? Uh, yeah, monos. You know what? Like, what do you do? You get I any Z's it. in there? <laughs> hey, we're, we're half Greek, and you know the last name is Greek. And I, I always say we we may have shortened it. We may not even really know how it's pronounced. But <laughs> over, it could have been Monastopoulos. It could have yeah. been Mon. I don't know. Now I like that. Yeah. yeah, Monastopoulos. Yeah, I know. I said yeah. it would be easier. So if Giannis, yeah, if Giannis is the Greek freak, why don't we come <laughs> up with something for you so people don't even have to worry about it? Like, you know the. Uh, I don't know. We got to come up with something, you know. Hey, I've said if I was, you know, in the gambling world, you know, like Jimmy the Greek, the old, maybe Jimmy half Greek since I'm half Greek. But I, I know one thing. Um, I, I just love the fact that we're talking and we're and you actually you're one of the few people that reached out and asked how do you pronounce your last name because it's not. I mean, it's not a big deal to me. It, it's it, it's very know. it's a very big deal to me. Yeah, that, that was cool. It's a very big deal to me because I'm also a public address announcer, and let me tell you something. And I've been in media for a long time. I've hosted shows. And when you get a roster and you bug the coach, how do I do this? How do I pronounce it? Because, you know, you spell everything out phonetically. So, yeah. you know, if you get like a, you know, a, a, a long name, you know, you, you, and hockey is really hard as <laughs> a PA guy. And you're doing, you know, the names and you're sounding it out. There's nothing worse than a parent breathing down your neck my kid's name's pronounced this way. And you're like, dude, I went to the coach. They didn't even know. Go talk to your coach. Don't blame me. It's important to pronounce people's names correctly. It's important to write correctly and spell correctly. And that's one of the reasons why I, I hate social. I love social media, but I also hate it. One of the reasons I hate it is because people just spell, you know, they just write whatever they want and then they just hit tweet or they hit post and they've got a, a shit parade on, on the on the social media platform with all kinds of grammar, and they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's social media. I'm like, no, damn it. It does matter. You know, it does matter. Well, so I'm with you. I was a journalism major, so I'm all about pronouncing things right, fact-checking. Yeah. I mean, it's a big – I'm with you on that, but not everybody has that mentality. All right, what's I got your, uh, What's oh, that? Go no, no, you go. I wanted, to hear your, I wanted to hear your Super Bowl prediction. Well, I like the Chiefs. Um, I, I, I just, I think thirty-four twenty-six. You know, I, I think yeah. that eight to twelve-point window. I, I, I'm yep. just in the camp also that I think the Chiefs' defense. We talk a lot about Mahomes and, and that the Chiefs' defense is scary right now. I mean, they've got that two-headed monster up front. Matthew in the back is very, very, very dangerous. He's an X factor because he can get you in a lot of ways. He can help on the cover. He can help deep. He can. Uh, he can rush the quarterback. We saw him get after Allen. I thought the Chiefs, when they signed him, Jim, I thought that was the most underrated signing of that offseason a couple years ago. And that Chiefs defense, I think, is more prone. I like Tampa's secondary. They're young. They're feisty. But I think the Chiefs defense is more prone to get turnovers in this football game. I do. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And, and the turnover thing is real. I mean, Brady can't throw those jump balls like he did against Green Bay. That's That was, to me, it was just... I couldn't believe more people weren't talking about that. I mean, that was 
a good game because of Brady kept him in it in that second half. He didn't play well. I know. I got two quickies for you. What's next for the yeah. Packers? What, what I mean, this Green Bay thing is. How, I mean, <laughs> is it bad in the inner walls? Do you think? I mean, if you talk to people there, what's going on between Rodgers and Lafleur? <laughs> no, and I know Gutekiss, and and I respect him so much, and I, you know, I can't get over that. Aaron Rodgers needs to just—he's going to be a Packer. They'd be crazy to move on from him. He'd be crazy to leave. Everything's okay. They need to fine tune some things. Defense. I saw they got rid of their special teams coordinator. But ride Aaron Rodgers out. Hey, mm-hmm. I was all for drafting Jordan Love. I thought that was a great move. Um, I don't have anything against that because Green Bay knew they were loaded. They, they weren't one piece away. They had a good team. So, hey, here's a quarterback we like. And if they're right on him in three or four years when, when Rodgers is out, it, it's, it was a hell of a, you know, we'll see if he's good enough. But for them to have, I love that philosophy. Like, why wait to be the Steelers and, or the Saints and you have nothing right now? Okay, last minute or so, give me a quick hit. Watson, Stafford, you know, where the hell are these guys going, man? Watson, Stafford, who am I missing? Uh, you know, what? where are these QBs going? What, they're starting to act like LeBron and all these other NBA guys. Like They're, they're, you know, they're like, hey, we're the fan franchise quarterback, man. We're dictating shit now. Where are these guys going? It's crazy to see this happening, and I'm pretty happy for the, to be honest, I'm happy for the players that they, because what they go through is, is not easy, and it is going to be, a fascinating offseason. Don't have answers yet. I mean, these teams are bare. They just hired GMs. Like, they don't even, their GMs right now are going through their roster. I mean, they haven't even, the last thing you want to worry about is is if you're Detroit or Houston, is, hey, we have Watson, we have Stafford. Now they have to worry about losing those guys? Yeah. I mean, that's insane to lose franchise-type quarterbacks. I'm not as big on Stafford as everybody else is. I think he is a, obviously has ability and talent, and his toughness is off the charts. But there's a reason I feel like he's, never kind of made a mark in the playoffs. I mean, he misses a lot of throws. His accuracy has always been a little bit of an issue. His decision-making is always shaky at times. The guy that's phenomenal is Deshaun Watson. Oh. And if I was Deshaun, I would do whatever I can to get out of Houston and get to the NFC, get hmm. out of the AFC. Good point. Hey, get away from Mahomes. Um, get away from Mahomes. Oh, dude. Jim Monas, unbelievable career, NFL, scouting, player personnel, etc. On Twitter, at Monas42, that's at M-O-N-O-S, the number 42. I got it. It's the Greek at the peak. Jim, thanks for the time. I like it. Mike, I'll do it again, man. I appreciate it. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Hides of Liverpool, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, Welch & Company Jewelers, and Stanley Law Offices. It's simple. Just call Joe, stanleylawoffices.com. Your personal injury attorney awaits. Thanks a lot to Jim Monas. I'm Mike Lindsley. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. No one tries to be unsafe online, but during the holidays when you give up info and privacy, you may give up safety too. Accept cookies to get holiday cookies? Ho, okay! Norton 360 with LifeLock helps keep your digital world merry and bright with device security, a VPN for privacy, identity theft protection, and more. No one can prevent all identity theft, but everyone can opt in to cyber safety. Visit Norton.com news and save 25% or more off your first year of Norton 360 with LifeLock. I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. 
Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.